I will throw you into. How many have been thrown into some things by the Lord? Amen. He said, I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I remember I was so excited. I told Karen, God spoke to me for the first time. That was the first time that I was received revelation from the Lord, and it forever changed my life. I'm grateful today. Can I just brag on Jesus right now? Amen? Amen? In October of 1989, I uttered the word Jesus after hearing R.W. Schambach preach. I was in a yellow Cadillac. God can save you in a yellow Cadillac. And I said, Jesus, and I was transformed from death to life. And we've never looked back from that day forward. So we have some wonderful guests with us today, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to celebrate. We're going to shout. We're going to sing. We're going to dance. If you want a Holy Ghost party, these are the people you want to bring. And so I want to introduce to you Shekinah Glory. God, isn't it? For his mercy endures forever. Aren't you glad? Come on, let's just stand up together because we're here today because of what the Lord has done. Amen. Amen. We're not trying to get God to do something. We're here to celebrate what he has done. Amen. How many of you know he has redeemed your life from destruction? He has forgiven you from all your sins. He has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. But come on, every praise is to our God, yes? Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Hallelujah. Sing hallelujah to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Okay, come on, everybody, say it together. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship, one of God. Every praise, every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah to our God.
imagination he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you so now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Christ Jesus oh glory to God one more time say glory hallelujah where there you are Praise the Lord. Come on up, Kevin. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Father, we just give you glory in this place this morning. We celebrate all that you have done. You can be seated. We're just going to take a moment, stay in an attitude of worship. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings this morning, which is not 
making a break away from worship because giving is worship. You know, I don't know about you, but when I think about tithing and giving, I think about not that I'm doing that to try to get God to do something, not to get God to try and get God to give me something. Because listen, when I came to Christ, I had nothing. And everything that I have has come from Him. So whenever I tithe and I give, I'm just offering back to Him a portion of what He's so graciously given to us. Hallelujah. So there are several ways that you can give. I want to give an invitation to the online audience to join us this morning and participate with us. Uh, you can go to lake-church.com, click the giving tab, follow the prompts. If you're in here this morning and you want to use an envelope to give by credit card, cash, or check, you can do that. There's also instructions on your seat back if you want to give by text. Um, so we just want to give you the opportunity to just worship the Lord this morning with your tithe and your offering. I'm reminded of a scripture in the Passion Translation in Proverbs chapter 21. It says that extravagant giving never leads to poverty. You know, you can never outgive the Lord. He's a king, and anytime you give to a king, you receive back more than you ever gave to begin with. So, you know, I want you to just uh, ask the Lord this morning, what can you give over and above and beyond? You know, the tithe is 10%, but when we begin to give beyond that, we open ourselves up to a realm of uh, kingdom exchange with heaven. And I want you to give this morning. Think about it like this. Give freely as if you were giving out of Jeff Craig's pocketbook. <laughs> amen, amen. All right, so uh, if the ushers would stand, I'm going to pray over the offering, then we'll receive it. Hallelujah. Father, we just give you praise this morning. We are so grateful. For all that you've done for us, we, we're not trying to get something from you. We recognize that everything that we have came from you. We're so grateful. You've blessed and increased our lives in so many ways. And what are we doing this morning but giving back to you what already belongs to you? We just worship you, God. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for your plans in this place. We celebrate 15 years, but we look forward to the future expectantly, Father God. That we've only begin to, began to see what you have planned for this area. We just give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just a couple of announcements before they get back into it. just want to remind you about tonight. We're going to be having another meeting with Shekinah Glory tonight at 6.30 p.m. So be sure and be here. And right after this service, we're going to have a party, so be sure and stay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see the partiers out here. They got excited about that. We're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs, games, and just a lot of good fellowships. We want to invite you to stay. And then next Sunday, we have Resurrection Sunday. Be sure and be here for that. We're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. Well, we're thrilled to be here with you guys. How many of you have ever been a place where Shekinah Glory in a meeting with us? Have you, a few of you, some of you, not all of you, a few? All right. The rest of you are just look at them and just, just do what they do. 
No, but for those of you who don't know us, my name is Lois Toucher, Cindy Duvall, and my husband, Ray Toucher. And in April of this year, we start our 44th year, and we are so thrilled. How can tell, you? can you? Yeah, there you go. And we're just so glad to be here with you today. What an honor it is to celebrate with you the faithfulness of God. All of you are honored guests. We have our Chicana Glory row, and the second row here. There they are. Yeah, there they are. Just in case. Wave your hand. There you go. Just in case one of you need prayer desperately, they'll jump out of those chairs and run to you real quick. Lord. Do whatever is necessary. But we, we've known the pastors from uh, Sand Springs. When, that's where we met. That's where we met. And did I take my memory pill this morning? I'm not okay. sure what you're... Um, <laughs> Here, there you are. Praise yes, the Lord. Yes. Hi, Sharon. I didn't know that. She they so there. graciously had us in when we were unknown and still aren't that well known. But you know, at least they had us. They were brave. <laughs> Said, "Go for it." Hopefully, they didn't lose too many people. But we um, we just believe in the full gospel, and we believe in the anointing all the time. He's in you. And we don't do anything casual. It's all deliberate on purpose because we're grateful. Yes. So grateful. You know, somebody prayed for you. Somebody cared for you. Somebody came to you. If we're honest, all of us are here today because somebody prayed and cared for us. Somebody did. That's the reason. And that's what we do for other people. We care. And we pray. And we're there for them if they need us. And we're praying for people we don't even know around the world that we'll meet one day just because we said, Lord, we'll do it. We want them to have the same mercy, the same grace, the same strength, the same power, the same anointing, the same Holy Spirit, the same life, the same God, the same glory that moves on the inside of us as we have and no one to go throughout eternity to hell. And that's what the church is all about, the local church. That's what you're all about. All about that. Hallelujah. Colossians says, giving thanks unto the Father who hath delivered us from the authority and realm of darkness. And he has translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. He has forgiven us all his sin through his blood. In him, we have redemption. So we're not trying to get it. We got it. Now, now am I correct in saying that you, that you said that I pulled you out in a meeting and started praying for you? I do that a lot. <laughs> I've had kids that are growing up and said, man, you just jerked me down there and I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost. But anyway, I've, I've, I've calmed down since then. I have a little more demeanor, um, pulled you out, spoke something over you, and you said this was part of that vision. We're so honored to be here, Pastor. Thank you for asking us. Okay. Yes, go. Where he has. Everybody say, I have. I have. Redemption. Redemption. I have 
Healing. Healing. I have, I have forgiveness. Forgiveness. I have, I have freedom. Freedom. Because, because I, am I am the redeemed. The redeemed. Hallelujah. This is what we say when the enemy starts talking to our head. We look at him. We look down, you know. And this is what we say. Turn it back. Oh, uh, you get real bold with the devil. Humble with God. Don't get him confused. Call me redeemed. That is my name. You know why? Bought by the blood of Jesus. I love this line. I'm no longer ashamed. I'm forgiven. Yeah. Delivered. Yeah. Bought by the blood. I'm a new creation. All of the old, all of it, has passed away. Hey. Everything now is new. I'm a work of His grace. I'm forgiven, delivered, bought by the blood. I'm a new creation. What shall we say? Answer to condemnation. Oh, oh, and it's always the same. I'm forgiven. Your answer. Delivered. Your answer. Bought by the blood of a new creation. Aren't you glad the answer never changes? How many of you know things in life will change? But you can put your faith in the unchangeable truth, eternal truth. That's why it never changes. Forgiven, eternal, delivered, bought by the blood of a new creation. What shall we say to all that love brings when God is living so
They prayed, Lord, make us bold and stretch out your hand So healing and deliverance would flood the land No matter what people might say or do We're not stopping, we're not quitting Cause we're going on through, yeah I ain't going back Come on, say I ain't looking back He will complete that which he has begun. Come on, you wonder, what is God doing in me? He's making you able to finish what he started in you. Come on, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is alive. We are the church of the Almighty God. Born again, forgiven, filled with fire, blood, God. We're the ones that are unashamed today. Tell a gospel story going all the way No matter what people might say or do We're not stopping, we're not quitting Cause we're going on through, yeah I ain't going in the world today. Yes. Always use your voice. Woo. 
hallelujah. You say, it's not my personality. Well, it's not mine either. But I tell you something, I'm in love and he saved me. And you thought I was tall, slender, and blonde, didn't you? I'm short, chunky, and Jewish. Anyway. No, we did not think you were tall, slender, and blonde. I always wanted to be, Lord, I want to be tall, slender, and blonde. Some confessions are just silly. You know what I'm saying? Of course, that wasn't. But anyway, just silly. But so what happens is you use your voice. All the time, people say, well, you're just so outward. You're just outgoing, and you're just this, and you're this, that. It's because I don't want anybody to go to hell. I want believers to have a full life. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's not about me personally. It's about somebody else. So who gives a rip what you think about me? Do you know my Savior? Do you know my Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you say, but yes, but you don't understand. I understand a whole lot more than you think I do. It's you who don't understand. People are saying, well, yeah, but it's this. No, no, no. We have things people need they don't even know they need. But we do. We do. So we're responsible. Everyone just say it again. Glory to God. Glory Glory to God. I'll say it again. Come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you want us to quit? No, you can't. So the plans from heaven, oh, the plan of God. Going forth stronger than ever, it cannot be stopped. So stand unafraid on the ground he has given to you. And march forward and say, I believe God will do what he said he would do. For you'll see things cleared away that you have no answer for. But the one who is greater than all is greater and he goes before. And he causes ways to be made where there is no way. And roads to be paved that you thought had been a dead end in the past. Oh, but there'll be a highway for his righteousness to be seen. For all, for there has been a call that must be fulfilled in this hour and this day. And strengthen yourself on the inside for God will have his way. For just as surely as he made water come out of a rock. You say, that's unexplainable to me. But it's for God, it is not. So trust him in this hour. And you say, I don't see how that could happen for me. But God is able to do things you think are impossible. He does them with ease. So be on alert and be willing to obey. For God will help you to start and finish everything he asks you in this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Oh, glory, Wait glory, just a minute. Glory. Just lift your hands and lift your voice and thank you. Glory. Lift well, your hands and Lord. lift your voice and thank you. Thank him. you, Lord Jesus. Say, I receive that, Lord. Oh, we thank you for your presence, that, Lord. Lord. I receive Thank it. you, Lord, for I your presence, it. which I receive it. changes I receive everything. It. I receive it. All you things are possible with your presence. I receive it. I receive it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory. You can be seated. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. There he comes. He's just trying to help you. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, glory to God. There's so much I want to tell you this morning. We have tonight, too. I don't know. Uh, you know, this is a uh, strategic point in human history, you know. I, I remember a statement. Let me see if I, I wrote it down here. When the first men who went to the moon were asked what they thought when people called them heroes, they said this statement. We were given an extraordinary opportunity at an extraordinary time. We were given an extraordinary opportunity at an extraordinary time. Well, I believe that we could say where we are as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been given an extraordinary opportunity at an extraordinary time. And you know, I don't know if you've ever read it before, Acts 17, verse 26. It says in the Passion Translation, from one man, Adam, God made every man and woman and every race of humanity and spread us over all the earth. Then he says this, he set the boundaries of peoples and nations determining their appointed time in history. Is that just, when I read that, you know, in the King James, it's, he, he determined the boundaries of your habitation. But I like the way the Passion Translation says, determining their appointed time in human history. You know what that tells me? You're not here by mistake. And you may think, well, if I was God, I'd sure have the Apostle Paul living right now. If I was God, I'd have Moses. But you know what? Moses, the Apostle Paul, they're in heaven cheering you on. They're in heaven saying, go, Billy Bob. Go. It's your day. And the same God who the Bible says that they... Uh, they, they took their promise of God all the way to the end. But they knew it wasn't finished because you hadn't been here yet. And now it's your turn. Now it's our turn. I don't know if you realize it. You say, oh, you don't understand. I was not, you know, my life. I was unplanned. Nobody wanted me. I'm unwanted. You know, no, no. You're getting mixed up with what people think about you and what God thinks about you. I heard somebody say recently, never let your history determine your destiny. And some people only consider their history and they miss out the destiny that God has for you. You are here an appointed time in human history. Who appointed this time? God did. You are here according to the plan of God. Did you know God has a plan for this hour? Did you know that? You know, he's not in heaven going, uh-oh, 
We have a great missionary friend, uh, Ralph and Shirley Hagemeyer. He preached a sermon once on some words that God has never said. And one of them was, uh-oh. <laughs> he was a missionary in Africa for over 60, I think 65 years. Still goes, just made a trip in his 80s last year, I believe, with his wife. And um, they went back there. He said, we will stay here until we die. This is where we will be. He said, this is what we know. That's how deliberate you should Woo, be. brother. <clears throat> so I was reading this book. It's by Corey Ten Boom. How many of you know who she was? She was in the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. She was there because her family hid Jews, and um, she was betrayed by someone that she thought needed help. They betrayed her. You ever been betrayed? She was betrayed. Her family, her father was murdered because of her faith, their faith in Jesus. Her brother, her sister died in the same concentration camp that she miraculously, the day before she was supposed to die, was released. Is that how it went? I believe that's how it went. It's just a remarkable story. She didn't want to talk about Jesus for the, after she got out of the concentration camp, but her sister always had that in her heart. She always had that vision. We must tell the world the theme was victory and the love of God. Corey didn't want to do it, she, but her sister would tell her, no hate, Corey, no hate. I mean, you know, when you've had members of your family killed, you've been betrayed, lied about, put in a concentration camp, stood out naked in the cold uh, and made fun of by the soldiers, you have a lot of things you could say. And especially today, many people would say, oh, they'll never be able to get over that. Oh, but she got over it. Because she used what God did that was greater than what anyone else had ever done to her. And she built her life on that. And instead of her life being a product of her history, it was a product of the destiny of God. And she wrote this little book called Marching Orders for the End Battle. I like this. And it was actually written, I think it's in the late 60s or uh, early, I think, believe it's 60-something anyway. I won't, uh, here it is, 69, yeah. Pretty good, Lois. So she, uh, she made this, she wrote this, and I thought it was really good considering uh, what's going on in the church today. She talks a lot in here about the necessity of the gifts of the Spirit, the supernatural. She talks about the importance of praying in other tongues. She talks about how they have not passed away. Why? That would be foolishness. You know, she was, anyway. So, um, anyway, she makes this statement. Atheism is expanding. The th this is so good. Atheism is expanding, but the kingdom of God is going on quietly. It's like, yes, oh, yes, you know, let them shout, let them say all this. And, you know, they've been, they said before uh, there'll be no churches and there'll be no Bibles in another 10 years, no churches, no Christianity. It'll all be over. They said it. I could read it. We may read some of them tonight. They've said it over and over. They're dead. You know, who was the guy that said it, that uh, said that, uh, what's his name, started with an N, and he, he said uh, there'll be none, uh, none, Whatever, there, there'll be no Bibles anymore after. I yeah, I forget what he said, but uh, what, who he was. The Bibles will only be in a 
only Bibles will only be in a museum. Well, he said it. He died, and the very place where he lived when after he died was used for the first printing presses to pr uh, pr publish the Bible throughout all of America. You can probably look it up. He said, oh, but the, now this is, now you got to remember, I love this book. Uh, I love reading after her because, see, you're not just reading something she learned. You're reading what she lived. Do you understand? The only part you really know about God is the part you live. And it's made to live, by the way. It's not just knowledge. Anyway, he said, she said, nobody, uh, it, now it is either the Christ or the Antichrist. Nobody can serve two masters, either the one or the other. The divisions are becoming clear-cut. But we have this great comfort that God has shown us that he has a plan for this world. He has no problems, only plans. That is why there is never a panic in heaven. Knowing the future gives us strength and security. Don't you like that statement? God has shown us that he has a plan for this world. He has no problems, only plans. That is why there is never a panic in heaven. Isn't that good? I'm telling you, God has a plan today. And when you sense that panic coming from this world, you just need to focus in on God's plan. What is God doing today? Take his word and it will help to map out the route for your life and for your generation. And so I'm reading in, through the, the word, and I like, I'm going to read you this. Colonial America, now this is out of the book written by uh, our friends, I can't think of their names, Ed, Eddie Hyatt. And he, uh, you know, 2000, yeah, 2,000 years of charismatic Christianity. And he, he brings through showing how it never, ever has uh, the, uh, the, the Pentecostal experience totally died out. There were resurgences, but there's always been those who would contend for a move of God. And he said, colonial America in 1726 was in moral and spiritual decline. You change the number of the year and you could say that about today. You think? The challenges of frontier life, a series of brutal wars, had demoralized many and a shortage of churches and ministers left many without spiritual care. Many existing churches had degenerated into formal religious institutions with no power to bring about the much-needed change. Jonathan Edwards, pastor of a congregational church in Massachusetts, expressed concern for the general deadness throughout the land and set himself to seek God for a revival of religion. Others also began to seek God diligently. And in 1726, a spiritual awakening broke out in various regions along the eastern seaboard. One of the communities where the Holy Spirit outpoured significant power was Northampton, Massachusetts. An awesome sense of his divine presence permeated the entire community. It goes on to say, um, 
uh, the, the meetings would continue to 10, 11, or 12 o'clock at night. Yay. <laughs> hey, in the midst of them sometimes, 10, 20, 30, or more would scream out and cry out, uh, while others made great manifestations of joy, clapping their hands, uttering ecstatic expressions, singing psalms, inviting and exhorting one another. The revival had far-reaching implications. Reports in New England alone showed 30 to 40,000 converts and 150 new churches. Remember, this was in uh, 17, the 1700s. Uh, in addition, the revival changed the moral climate of colonial America and spawned extensive missionary work and other humanitarian enterprises. Colleges like Princeton, Columbia, Hampton, Hampton, Sydney were established to equip ministers. Uh, people from other communities would often scoff, scoff when they would hear about what was happening. But simply upon entering the community, their skepticism dissipated because of the overwhelming presence of God. As converts returned home, they carried the spirit of revival with them, and so the awakening spread. The uh, revival also contributed to the growing sense of political independence upon the among the colonists, Harvard professor William Perry states, now this is, he's not a, this is not a Christian publication, just a historical publication, and he stated, quote, the Declaration of Independence of 1776 was a result of the evangelical preaching of the evangelist of the Great Awakening. Hallelujah. I love that statement. I've read it many times, but it said, the don't, listen, he said, the Declaration of Independence of 1776. He doesn't say uh, it, it was uh, helped by or it was, you know, helped contribute to. He said it was a result of the evangelical preaching of the Great Awakening. Oh, glory to God. I'm here to tell you the devil may want you to think that the church does not matter in this hour and that it's not something significant for you to be a part of a local church and to stand your ground in the day of adversity. That's what he wants you to think because he knows that God has a plan for this hour. And his plan is what causes every problem to have an answer. And so I'm looking through the word of God and considering some truth concerning the plan of God. And I, I, I'll skip over this part here. Everybody likes it when you see somebody skip through their notes. But um, as, I, as I read through this part, I look in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, when Jesus is walking on the earth. Now, you know, you know, there have been many different times where God has spoken in different ways up until this point in human history. Hebrews 1.1 says us that God in many different ways has revealed himself in many different times, but in this hour he has spoken to us by his son. But in many different ways, you could say there have been different times that God spoke, whether it was, you know, by building an ark with Noah. You know, Noah during the time that he was alive, the Bible says God instructed Noah to build an ark. God, in other words, this was not Noah's plan. This was God's plan. But Noah became a part of God's plan. Do you understand? See, the secret to your life being fulfilled with purpose is not God becoming a part of your plan. It's you becoming a part of God's plan. 
finding out what God is doing and then being a part of that, that's what the same thing in heaven, there's no panic in heaven. You want to know why? Because God has a plan. There's no panic. Guess what? When you're a part of God's plan, the panic that the world is, is consumed with will not consume you. And so the, Bible say, uh, so, so the Bible says that Noah built an ark. That was a different time. That was not your time. That was a different time in human history. And we read the time also where you, as you move on, you know, where Abram, a man named Abram, who by faith left what he knew to follow the plan of God. He didn't even know where he was going. Hebrews 11 says, by faith, Abram, he, he, he went not knowing where he was going. He, he left, he followed God not knowing where he, how do you follow, how do you know when you get there if you don't know where you're going? You want to know how? You follow the one who does. See, you didn't start the trip. You're just following the one who's already been where you're going. And Abraham followed the plan of God and really ended up as an old man. Aren't you glad? Some of y'all better be. Old man, don't you know that God uses old people in this hour? In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. Is that the old men will dream dreams? That's because they sleep more. The young men will have visions. I mean, you're all a part of it. It's not one or the other. It's everybody. But Abram was old. The Bible says he was as good as dead. But he believed the promise of God. And the promise of God is what fulfilled the plan of God in his life. And Abram, who became Abraham, built a, a, when he was gone, he went to the mountain and he built the altar of sacrifice. And when the, the sacrifice was necessary, it came from the one whose plan would cause him to be able to have a promise that was beyond any explanation. You could say, Noah built an ark, uh, Abraham built an altar, but then Moses came. Moses, Moses, who had, fought, who had left where God had told him to go, who had run away, who had said, I'm not doing it, I can't do it. In fact, he said, I don't want to do it. He, he, he did say that. Please, God, send someone else. I don't want to do it. You do not hear God say, that's all right with me. You don't hear that. No. The next statement after Moses says, I don't want to do it. The next thing after that you read, and he's going to say to his father-in-law, I got to get out of here. I got to follow God. Woo! But anyway, here's Moses. And he, who, who took a, a, a 400 years, 400 years. Man, you forget things after 400 years. You know what I'm saying? You forget what it's like to live free from slavery. You forget what it's like to be free from fear. You forget what it's like to be free from lack. You forget what it's like after four. You just, nobody, everybody's saying, they got the same history. You forget what it's like. But God never forgot. And the Bible says Moses, who took, he took four people who'd been enslaved for over 400 years. He led them out and he caused them. He built a nation from a, a former slaves who had lost everything. Why? Because they didn't lose the promise of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So you could say Noah built an ark, Abraham built an altar, Moses built a nation, and then Jesus comes in Matthew chapter 16, and he says to his disciples in verse 13, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, uh, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. In other words, they weren't really sure who he was. So he said to them, who do you think I am? And so the Bible says that Peter answered him, Simon Peter, and he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. No panic in heaven. Woo! What, I think it's the message Bible says, God has let you in on the secret of who I really am. Woo! God has a plan. No problems, only plans. No panic. And so here, uh, Jesus says, God has revealed to you, uh, my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. And I also say to you, so now here, what he's starting to say is helping him to understand the purpose of Jesus coming that came right out of the heart of God from heaven. And he says, now let me tell you something else, Peter. He said, you, he said about this plan, you are Peter. You're, uh, you know the difference between the words. And on this rock, I will build my church. Noah built a boat. Abraham built an altar. Moses built a nation. Why did they do that? According to the plan of God, for that time, for that hour, God has put us in position, appointed the time that we are on this earth. And Jesus says here in Matthew 16, speaking of this hour that we're alive today, I will build my, my church, church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Woo! Woo! No, he said, I have a plan. And he calls it. He tells him what it is. It's like, it's like, you know, those guys, those big guys that are playing football with their little brother. And they say, you know, they get the ball and they say, we're going to run it right down the middle. And not a thing you can do to stop us from making a touchdown. Why? Because the greater one has the ball. I'm here to tell you, Jesus has the ball. And he's running it right down the middle. He said, mark it down. I'll tell you right now, there's nothing the devil can do to stop what God has started. He can't stop it. You know, what, you know why? Because he didn't start it. He can't stop it. But what is it God's doing today? What is his plan? Jesus said, it's the church. You know, this word church shows up. Uh, you know, I think it's about 114 or 17 times in the Bible. This is not a new word when Jesus used this word. This is not something that has never been said before. And Jesus is like, oh, the disciples, what is that? What is that? Something different. No, it was a word that was used commonly in Greek society. It was a word that described, uh, uh, it's, uh, in my, uh, uh, let me read this part to you here, in my Bar Barclays New Testament words, gathering of citizens. I like this overall meeting, 
meaning. Gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place. Isn't that good? Do you like that? Gathering of citizens called out of their homes into some public place. See, it wasn't a spiritual meaning. It was a, there was an understanding when he said that word, the disciples knew he was talking about people who were called to be visible, who were called to come out together, who had power to change things. They were significant in society. They were the ones that determined many things I could tell you. But it's interesting to me that this word is actually out of 114 times it's used in the word of God. 90 of those references are to local public assembly. 90. 90. Now, I understand the importance of the Ecclesia as the universal church. I understand that what was written in the Word of God to the church at Corinth, to the church at Ephesus, to the church at Thyatira, all these different places that point to a place that is local, that is visible, that is public. And I know, I understand that those things that are written there were about them, but they weren't just about them. They were also written to the church universally. But what I want you to understand is without the local church, your comprehension of the universal church is just theory. It doesn't mean anything to you. It's just another man's idea of a gathering. But when you understand what God is doing today, right now, through you, Billy, through you, James, through you, Mike, through you, Sarah, through you, uh, Chris, when you see it, you understand it's life-changing. And it's the local church that is called. This word church, when Jesus used it here, are y'all okay? This year, the church is central to what God is doing on the earth today. It's true that God deals with individuals, but his plan is revealed as Christians assembled together as the church. It's as we must understand the church is central to what God is doing on the earth today. If we don't, we will never understand the individual truth of what Christianity is all about. Because you see, individually, 1 Corinthians 12 says, you are a member of the body. Individually, we are members one of another. In fact, he goes on and says, if the whole body was an eye, where would the hearing be? In fact, I think the message Bible says, if the whole body was an eye, it wouldn't be a body, it would be a monster. In other words, you know, you think, well, you know, I got something from God. I'm good. Me and Jesus, we don't need, you know, the church. It's just made up of people who have problems. That's why you're welcome. This is what the Lord told me a long time ago when I was first reading about the church. He said the the strength of the plan of God is greater than the weaknesses of the people who are a part of it. I said the strength of the plan of God is greater than the weaknesses of the people who are a part of it. Listen to me. This church is not built. Thank God 
for everyone who has a part in causing this wonderful. I do not diminish this place that you are in because every place uh, God calls people together, that place with his presence becomes holy on this earth. I know he now lives within you and you are the temple of the almighty God, but I also know he has called you to come together so that that little light that's in you, this little light of mine, will become a a, a searchlight uh, 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 that will go into all the world, a light that shines, the Bible says, so that all will see the good works of God. We're greater together than we are alone. And thank God we're not alone. Aren't you glad? So... So this word, Ecclesia, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's used. I love this. You know, one of my favorite prayers is Ephesians 17, uh, uh, 1, 17 through 23. And I'm going to, uh, just real quick, is this all right? Five minutes, I'm done. Ephesians, listen to this. Because see, Ephesians 1, 17 through 23 is really, it goes, it kind of measures up to what Jesus did in Matthew 16. But it's a different time. See, it's a different time. In Matthew 16, it was before the work of the cross. And in Ephesians 1, it's after. In Matthew 16, he's telling you what God's going to do. In Ephesians 1, he's praying for you to see what he's already done. Do you understand? And so in Ephesians 1, he's praying for the church and he prays for them and he prays that the eyes, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give you a spirit of wisdom And revelation in the knowledge of him. He's praying for you to have a revelation of who he is. Well, what did 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 Jesus say to Peter? God has revealed to you who I really am. He's praying for you to have a revelation of who he is. The eyes of your heart would be flooded with light. That you would know, I love this, the hope of his calling. God's optimistic aim in calling men unto himself, one translation says. No panic in heaven. No panic. God has a plan. That you would know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Where is it? In the saints. In the saints. It's his calling. It's his inheritance, all that he has In the saints. Notice, I know it's in you, but notice how the Holy Spirit wrote it. In the saints. It's a corporate view. I love this. The uh, the distilled Bible says, I pray you new Christians will understand the mighty position with Christ which your congregations occupy. Isn't that good? Come on now. Isn't that good? I pray that, you know, he says, the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's what he's paraphrasing. I pray that you new Christians will understand the mighty position with Christ which your congregations occupy. Woo! And then he goes on and he prays this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us? Who believe? Please don't get excessive. Are you serious? Don't exceeding. Get excessive. Sit back down. Sit back down. Exceed. Listen to me. I wish you'd get up. But listen, when you know this, listen to me. No, no matter what 
No matter it was what a girl. Has, oh no, a guy did. Stay. No matter what has been done to you, no matter what anybody has said about you, thought about you, did to you, against you, he says, I pray that you would know the exceeding greatness, God's excessive amount of his great power that is at work toward you. He targeted, he targeted toward your sin, toward your hurt, toward your pain, toward your sickness, toward your fear. That was the target of the work of God in Christ. And listen, it wasn't just like, okay, it went this far. Okay, I'll just try to push it a little further. What I do just, no, no. He said it was exceeding. Exceeding. In other words, it's not even a close call. The work of God's grace far exceeds, Romans 5.21 says. Far exceeds the work of sin. Far exceeding. Oh, glory to God. Listen, I'm not here because, you know, I just... You know, just uh, have done everything right and always, you know, we we're, you know, sing the best or talk the best or whatever. I'm here because I am a recipient of the exceeding greatness of his power that's at work. Thank God. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Come on, give the devil a nervous breakdown. Exceeding. Greatness. Oh, listen, I'm almost through. I got one more thing. Sit down and we'll go. And then exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. He said, what is this? You say, well, how exceeding great is it? I mean, how much is what God's done for me bigger than what sin has done? He tells you. He said, it is according, which he worked in according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. If you get tired of hearing that, you don't really know it. Exceeding, listen, the Good News Bible says, how very great is God's power at work in us who believe. This power working in us is the same as the mighty strength which he used when he raised Christ from the dead. Hot dog, brother. He worked, and he, and then he says, and he put, he, and he, how did he raise him from the dead? Far above. Oh, goodness. This is not even the Amplified. You know, the woman's Bible. You know, all the words. Far above. So just think about this. He said this greatness of his power, which he worked toward you who believe, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and he raised him from the dead. Far above. All principality, power, might, dominion, every name that is named. Not, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Woo! Come on now. Now think about this. Listen. listen. So here he is. When my pastor stands, I stand. So... When he, let's think about this. My pastor runs, I run. Listen, think about this. Now think about this. Because he said all of this 
Oh, I pray that you new Christians will understand the mighty position with Christ which your congregations occupy. Oh, that the exceeding greatness of his power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead far above all principality, power, might, dominion. Does that mean there is nothing, no place, no time, nowhere that can even come close to what God did in Jesus Christ when he raised him? Is that what it means? But now listen to this because, see, God has a plan. Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will never even come close to stopping what God started. Well, then he says, and he put all things under his feet, speaking of Jesus, and gave him to be head over all things to the church to the church which is his body his fullness fills all I like the message Bible it says it like this the church is not peripheral to the world the world is peripheral to the church come on now God has a plan come on you may think you may think they made fun of Noah for hundreds of years. Oh, that old crazy man out there. Oh, that old crazy man putting that boat together. That doesn't matter. It doesn't mean a thing. Oh, they made fun of and they, they, they thought he was just a crazy old man until the plan of God began to be revealed in that crazy old man. And I'm here to tell you, they do the same thing with the local church today. Oh, those crazy old people. What are they doing going down there? Go to the lake. Come on, worship the nature. You can worship God in a boat. Yeah, you worship the God. You're out there worshiping the God, uh, the, the, the nature instead of the God who made the nature. We're here because we know the one who put the stars in the sky. Listen, he said the church is not peripheral to the world. Say, what does that mean? The church is, you know, the peripheral means perimeter, the outer edge of something. You know, it's like you say, oh, the church is just, you know, it's insignificant. You know, everything that really matters, you know, the infrastructure of this community is held together by, you know, this person or, or this activity or, or this, this uh, amount of money. Government this, building. This building or whatever, you know. But no, no, the Bible says exactly the opposite. The church is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. In other words, he said, the most important people on the earth today are the people wearing your clothes, yes. driving your cars, yes. sleeping in your houses. The building, the most powerful building on the earth today is not the White House. It's the church house where the men and women of God know how to call upon the one who is greater than all. God raised Jesus from the dead. And we are the ones who have been called this hour to take our stand. The Bible, Brother Hagin used to talk about, there will be bands of believers in these last days. They'll understand their place in Christ. They'll know how to pray. How many of you are with the band? There's a band yeah. of believers. They know their rights. They're going to take stand. They know the power comes from the Father. 
They're going on in. They're going to take the land. How many of you are going on? And they're in Christ that land. There's a band of believers. They know they're right. They're going to take a stand. It's our day to believe. They know their power comes from the Father. They're going on in. They're going to take the land. How many of you going on now? Oh, the time has come for you and me to go. It's our day to go on. Jesus guarantees we win. For we're the ones right there. God's called to conquer. Gonna triple down, giants. Gonna march on in. What are you looking at? Our eyes are set. On what's before us, all the memories of weakness have come to end. Many died out in the desert. They wouldn't let Jesus take them in. You know that story. Our father corrupted out of Egypt, but he never got. Out of them oh, oh, no. But the time has come For you and me to go It's our day, church Jesus guarantees We're the best Come on now Oh, believe us We know us We're gonna take Take a stand. We're gonna take. We, we know, know our power. We know our 
Father comes from above. We're going on in. We're going on in. We're going to take the land. We're going to take the land. We're going on in. We're going on in. Take the world. We're going to take the just a moment I want to ask you a question I just I just sense there are people here right now who really need to make a decision about their faith in Jesus Christ I don't know why you came here hold on I'm trying to make sure I got this if you could do this Ray just close your eyes for just a moment you're just really needing to make a decision to just say, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. And you know, the Bible always talks about Jesus calling people to him. And so right now, I don't want us to do anything else until you have the opportunity to make that eternal decision that will change your destiny. Thank you, Lord. Just close your eyes for a minute. If you're here this morning and you say, I don't know, I don't even understand what all this means, but I know I'm without a savior. I want to ask Jesus Christ to be my Lord this morning. He is Lord, but when you receive him as your Lord, everything he's done for you actually begins to become real to you. I just know there's someone here that's really, your history has just tried to keep you from the goodness of God, but God is good. He's for you. He's not against you. So I'm going to ask you if that's you, anyone at all, would you just lift your hand so I can see it? Just lift your hand. God wants you to know you're not forgotten. It's not too late. It's not too much. Yeah, I see that hand. Is there anyone else? You say, I, I just, I don't know what to do. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You just call on his name, someone else's hand. Let me ask you a question. If you're in here this morning, you say, I am a Christian, but I haven't been living for the Lord. Maybe you've been following too far behind. I've just kind of, you know, forgotten. You know, the Bible talks about hell being a place of torment because it's a place where the presence of God is not. 
Well, you know, when you leave God out of things in your life, things become tormenting to you because He's not there. Because you left Him out. You say, I want to make that change. I want, I want to put God first in places where He's been far behind that. I want to make that adjustment. I want to be a part of God's plan. Maybe you've been careless. Anybody Thanks like that? God. Just lift your hand. It's good. It's a good day to be able to say, yes, Lord, I give it all to you. A fresh commitment of all that I am. Hallelujah. Just lift your hand so I can see it. Praise the Lord. We're just going to pray for everyone. I'm following, but I'm not Praise the real Lord. close. Is there someone else? I want to change oh, that. Oh, praise God. I want to change that. Thank Teenagers. you, Lord. I'm telling you. Husbands. If you're in here and you say, I am a Christian, yeah, I see your hand. Anybody else? I don't want it. It's never too late. As long as you're still breathing. The Bible says if you can hear his voice, it's not too late. You know, every time you say no, it gets harder to hear his voice. But all you have to do to change that is say yes. And it changes everything. Anyone else? What if you're here? Yeah, I see it. What if you're here and you say, I'm born again, I'm a Christian, but I've never been filled with the Spirit. According to the Word of God, they were all filled with the Spirit, began to speak in other tongues. You say, I've never spoken in other tongues. I'm born of the Spirit, but I've never been filled with the Spirit. If that's you, and you say, I've never been filled with the Spirit according to the Word of God, I don't pray in other tongues, just lift your hand so I can see it. Just lift it up, yeah, I see. Anybody else? You say, I've never been filled with the Spirit, prayed in other tongues, someone else, yes. Hallelujah. Someone else? Oh, what a great day. Anyone else? Happy anniversary. Come on. All right, listen. Hallelujah. If you don't mind, if you raised your hand, if you didn't raise your hand, if you wished you had to raise your hand, would you do me a favor? I'm just going to come right down here. Cindy's going to come. We're just going to meet you right here. Would you just come so we can just pray with you? Won't, won't, we won't embarrass you or anything. But it's your opportunity to respond to the presence of God. Come on, we'll sing this song together, Ray. You can turn Listen, it up. Listen, kids, you need to come. You blessed to come. be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. God come on. Almighty. You're holy, Lord. You're holy. If you know somebody around you and you say, I don't know if they pray in tongues, I don't know if they know the Lord, just come ask on, them. just have them, come on, come on. Just if you raised them. your hand for any reason, come on, come on. Let's be an evangelist oh, today. Let's be your name. Come on, come, come on. on. Come on, come on, come on. She broke the ice for you. Come on, come on, just come on. Someone else come over on. here, you say, I've never been filled with the Spirit. Oh, come on. I promise you, you won't regret. The only thing you regret is what you don't give to God. You never regret what you give to Him. Oh, come on. Blessed be. Come on, everybody sing it one time so they can come. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be. Yeah, that's all right. Come on. 
following from afar if you haven't given him your all not your school not your sports not your job I'm getting serious not not all that but Christ is number one get down here right now come on come on come on oh I'm uh, telling you you're gonna have a good time to celebrate if he's not listen and some of you some of you I can kind of tell just by watching you when we were praising the Lord. It's like. Blessed be your you think, name. You th you th I'm not trying praise to judge. I'm just saying. Oh, praise or maybe you're Lord. overwhelmed. Or you just can't move. I've been that way. I get that way a lot. I get, I get in a trance sometimes. I'm like, I can't move. Come on. One more time. We're going to sing it. But if that wasn't the case. I want to give you everything I got, every fiber of my being, every breath I take, every breath I take is anointed with the power and the life Sing and the it love together, of God. Everybody. Come down here right now. You don't pray Blessed in tongues, so come down here right now. Name. If you're standing beside someone, say, hey, you want to go? I'll go with you. Blessed be your don't push them. Just say, I'll go with you. Blessed be your name, God. It's time. It's time for you to talk, church. Almighty. This is the time to talk to somebody next to you. Your holy I'll go with you. Lord, your mighty, mighty Just look around. Lord. Who's sitting around? Your worthy Lord. This will be your day to come. Blessed be your name. A lot of times I just start going through the crowd and just pulling them out. Praise the Lord. I don't know how I know, but the Lord will just lead me to Praise the Lord. You know, That's you don't want me to do that. That's because he came to seek and save that, them who were lost. Yeah, we're, we're let me ask you a question, praise the Lord. Everybody up here, you want, does anybody want to make Jesus Lord of your life? You say, I want to confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Who is up here and you say, I've I'm, never done that. You know, I've, I've, never, I've never made that public decision of faith in Christ. Is that you? You know Jesus. Happy anniversary. I'd rather you use your voice. Say, thank you, Lord. Use your voice. Anybody can clap, but not everybody will use their voice. I understand. Hallelujah. He said, I just want, I feel like I'm drifting, and I don't want that. We don't want that. Did you come with him, or you came too? You, you can. You'll take it. So, well, let me ask you. What did you say? I said, if you have anything for me, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. That's Lord. what I'm looking for. Remember, right. use your voice. Praise the Lord. I want you to use, get used to saying glory to God. Glory There's a stronger God. anointing when you use your voice. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me ask you. Number one. You know. Number one. Oh, I won't say it. How about you? Why not? 
You know, it's not just do you pray. In, it's not I prayed in tongues. It's do you pray in tongues. You know, because the Bible says be, it's be being filled. It's like it's not just having heard the word. It's hearing the word. So if you haven't prayed in tongues in a long time, it's like it's been so long. I don't even know if I still got that, you know, utterance. Well, you ought to come on down. Because I'm telling you, praying in the Spirit is what will save your life in this hour. Praise the Lord. All right. You want to pray? Yeah, I want some of the teenage boys to come down and gather around these guys. The ones that are on fire, preferably. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Some of the are you Oh, yeah, down? I'm so glad. Oh, I'm Listen, I want to tell you something. I do want to go to lunch, but if somebody leaves here, this is the way I feel. If I go to a church and someone doesn't get something that I'm supposed to help them get, I feel like I have failed. I, does that make any sense to anybody? This is your 15th anybody anniversary. Else, it's your time. Come on. You say, I don't want to let another service go by where I ignore the Spirit of God. I don't want to do this. I, don't, I have a feeling you don't really come to this church much if you're that kind. I but have you, a feeling. you can bring people in. There's all kinds of people here. God knows your heart. You say, well, I'm sold out, sister. Yeah, the first time somebody asks you to do something, you're too busy. Praise but the you're Lord. sold out. All right, we're going to say you this prayer. You understand what I'm saying? We cannot be careless with our life with Christ today. We can't afford to be. We have to be deliberate. And I believe I'm in a church that's just like that. Just like that. Everybody just bow your head and close your eyes. Say, God. God. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus. You paid a horrible price. You paid a horrible price. To set me free. To set me free. But I thank you. And I thank you. For loving me. For loving me. And I call upon the name of Jesus. And I call upon the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. I believe. I believe. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Lord. Of everything. Of everything. I call you Jesus. I call on you, Jesus. Savior. Savior. Today. Today. I am your child. I am your child. Forever washed in the blood. Forever washed in the blood. And I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. I want to be a deliberate Christian. I want to be a deliberate Christian. Every moment counts for you. Every moment counts for you. I don't want to follow far behind. I don't want to follow far behind. I want to give myself to you today again. Give myself to you today. And Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. For filling me. For filling me. With the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. And I will begin to speak. I will begin to speak. In other tongues. In other tongues. Right now. Right now. Everyone just start praying. Oh, everybody just begin to I need a few. You turned on to turned on teenage boys to get up here. Quick. We have any teenage boys in here at this point? Where are you? Come up, come up, come up, come up. 
Any turn on teenage boys? Can you guys hear me? Idiot. Get up here. Get up here. Get, come around here. Come around here. Come around here. Everybody keep praying. some turned on teenage girls to get down here right now. Come on. You love the Lord? Come on. Where are you? Some turn on teenage girls. Caroline, get down here. Hallelujah. Come in. Do you have any turn on teenage girls? Come on. Well, I got one. My granddaughter. I never tell struggle to become one, you is one. Hallelujah. Now you might want to let that more shine out of you. That's the difference. I understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, everybody's anointed the same. Called the same. Saved the same. Love the same. It's just however much we let out. 
People say, oh, they're anointed. No, 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 everyone is. It's however much you let out. So we're going to pray for you right now. Hallelujah. Somebody, 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 somebody. I'm sorry, ushers. We forgot to we forgot to give you the memo. I move fast, but I won't touch anybody unless you're behind them. In fact, there's going to be a whole section in heaven waiting for me. They're all going to be ushers. We used to go to one church, and he would wear a black belt around him. He said, "I'm ready, Cindy. I'm ready for you." Praise the Lord. I wanted to read something to you. I, I can't hold these in the oh. You want to come down here with the lights? What are you doing? Are you good? Are you good? I, I, I think I, I, think okay. I can see right. this. Okay. Hallelujah. Um, but I also need my phone, too, in just a minute. Um, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, I got these all backwards. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. You guys can sit down for just a moment. I tell you, I'm serious about my joy. I'm serious about my Savior. I'm serious about my love. I'm serious. I'm serious about all these, all these Shekinah Glory people. They see me. I have a hoot. I have a blast. I have a ball. They know that. But they know I'm very, very serious about my God. So we asked for some people. And someone said, we would like to thank Pastor Greg and Pastor Karen for being obedient to God. We started going to Lake Church five years ago. In that time, we have greatly grown spiritually in our whole family, including our children. We've received so much revelation, and our lives have truly been enriched. We have our kids, while our, our kids attending Lake Church camps, they were both filled with the Holy Ghost. We have truly been trained, that's the Elvis kick, to reign in this life and with the teaching of our pastors. We have had numerous healings take place in our home through the revelation of God's word. Our financial situation has been brought from poverty to prosperity. We've learned the value of not just reading the word, but searching and spending time with the word to get the rhema word. The teaching that comes from the pulpit at Lake Church is not the same religious teaching we were used to hearing. It's a powerful, relevant, and relevant in this time we're living in. Since we have been attending Lake Church, we feel like we have been being prepared for the situations for the current times are bringing. So from the bottom of our hearts, we sincerely thank you for the last five years and congratulations on the 15 years as, as we welcome the future years and lives that will be changed forever, Russell and April Balls. When I was asked to, to say what the Lake Church means to me, I thought, how do I write this and not write a book? However, she did write a book. <laughs> Just kidding. But... 
But I like that. I'd rather people go way across what I ask them to do than just come right here. I like fanatics. I was raised in the, in the Nazarene church. Even though I was taught a good foundation of faith, I always felt like something was missing in my walk. After trying pretty much every church in our area, we were in Manford Spotted Lake Church, right there on the corner. So we decided to try it. Of course, being from a dominational church, the first Sunday weirded me out a bit. Every time someone would speak in tongues, I would walk out. I fought it so hard one night as a, as, as a, at a Wonder Woman conference that I literally made myself sick. <laughs> I was a bit of a wallflower. Praise God. I stayed to myself. I didn't talk to anyone. The enemy had me convinced that I did not, I did not belong here, that I did not fit in. Honey, I, well, just, I've, been this, I've been in the same place, believe me, as a backslider coming back. I know how you felt. I was not good enough, but the wonderful people, and especially the women here, would not let me stay in the shadows. They looked on me and welcomed me with open arms. I was hungry and searching for something more than I was, miss, that more than I was missing. I told God that if there's more of you, if there's something I don't know or understand, please show me. I wanted more one night at a greater women's meeting. God answered that prayer, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. That started my journey. It was like starting all over in my walk. I have learned and grown so much by coming here and since I've been here. This church is truly the people-building place. Oh, good. People-building place. Pastor Greg is not one of those pastors who isn't satisfied with getting you saved and on your way to heaven. He and the leadership here care about you. Pastor Greg wants to make sure that we become who we were created to be. He doesn't sugarcoat it to make you feel good. He gives you the truth in love and doesn't apologize for it. His heart is that we are equipped with all we need to be who we are truly in Christ. I am no longer a wallflower. I do belong. This is my family. I thank God for Lake Church, Pastor Craig and Karen and the, and the ministers and the leadership and the family that I have here at Lake Church. Thank you, Pastor Greg, for listening to God's voice and being obedient for your vision for this place. You see, I did not pick this church. God brought me here. And I'm so glad he did. Tammy Kemp. Tammy Kemp. 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 Pastor Greg and Karen, we have been tremendously blessed over the years to have you as friends. Can you read this, Lois? It's a little bit small. That, that part. It's just small. We have been tremendously blessed over the years to have you as friends, mentors, and pastors. Thank you for not just sharing your faith, but also practicing it. Well, it's not faith unless it is. You have been very open and honest about your struggles from the pulpit, and that has always been encouraging to us. We are so grateful that God called us to Lake Church, and it has been an honor and a blessing to be a part of this ministry. We love you both and look forward to the next 15 years. Jimmy and Paula McKnight. Hallelujah. My whole life, I was antisocial. I held my head down a lot. I could not look at anyone in the eyes. I really couldn't function on social settings at all. I did not have any friends other than the ones who looked past my difference. I was diagnosed with ADD and autism. I also suffered from depression and self-harm. I started coming to Lake Church off and on with my grandparents about six years ago. About three years ago, I started coming full time. I was saved, baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit about two years ago. God healed me of my social anxieties, autism, depression, and self-harm. I now have lots of friends at church. I have no problem holding my head up and talking to people. I was even in the theater dinner play and went on to the youth missions trip last year. 
I am now in my second semester of second year at, is it Treig? Treig? Train Bible College. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to say it the way I know. I owe all of this to God. Lake Church is my family now. If it wasn't for the Lord, most importantly, but also past the pastors, leaders, and many others who saw past my differences and invested time, energy, and prayers, lots of love into me, I probably wouldn't be here today. I learned the word at Lake Church and how to operate in the fullness. It has changed my life. I still have a lot to learn. Oh, they're smarter. <laughs> we all do. And I still face struggles, but I know God is not finished with me yet. We Cameron all do. Carter. Cameron, we all do. Yeah. All of us have to. We're all growing. We're all learning. You'll never stop growing. You'll never stop learning. You'll you never have... stop having challenges. It's just now we handle them differently. Yeah. Four years ago, after continually being... Can you see that better? Encouraged by my parents in numerous discussions with Jesse Lindley, Michael decided we would attend a service and try out Lake Church. We have been regularly attending ever since. The minute we walked in the door and were welcomed by numerous people, even though we were running late, we instantly felt right at home. Our, pa our pastors have had such an impact on our lives and taught and encouraged us to grow in our relationship with the Lord. Only a few short months after we started going to Lake Church, Michael's mom lost her long battle with cancer. Because of the knowledge and faith of our pastors instilled in us, we were able to get through that time in a much better place than we would have been just a few months prior. We have made so many wonderful friends through the church and have an amazing church family. During our times of need, we've had so many people reach out to us and offer encouragement. We have been discipled by many great leaders who truly have our best interest at heart. Our children have blossomed since we started attending Lake Church. Both of our girls confidence in all aspects of life have increased and they have made the best of friends all three of our children feel right at home here and love their teachers and leaders so refreshing to be able to drop your children off in their classes and know that they will be loved taken care of and filled with a great word we are forever grateful that the lord put the right people in our lives to get us into this amazing church with such gifted pastors the gilreaths gilbreaths Gilreths. No, Gilbreaths. Gilreaths. Gil I said it right. Oh, that's the love of God. Okay. It's so hard to put into words the love and and the man and the appreciation we have for Pastor Greg and Karen and the beautiful people at Lake Church. Our relationship with Pastor Greg. Go ahead. Karen goes back about three decades. Not only are they our pastors, but they're our friends and family. They loved us when no one else did. That's by God, isn't it? It was their love that kept us in church, serving the Lord when we might have strayed because of the pain of life. Like any family relationship, we've had our ups and downs. We've cried, laughed together, been mad at each other, shared in both life's tragedies and rewards together. They were there when we had no friends. They were there when we had no home. They were there when our kids graduated and got married. We've been through life together. Leela and I have never forgotten the love that Pastor Greg and Karen has shown to us. Today, it is a great honor to stand beside Pastor Greg and Karen, lift their arms as they pursue the call of God on their lives. We honor them, admire them, and consider the years we've served with them to be some of the greatest years of our lives. They serve with honesty and integrity. So today, we thank God for allowing us to be part of such a beautiful legacy as Lake Church. We are honored to forever be a part of that legacy. To God be the glory. We love you, Pastor Greg, Karen, and our Lake Church family. Our lives have been forever changed because of you, Pastor Bob and Leela. Now, I want to... No, I'm going to read this one to my wife. Around the spring, 
1985, when we both were about to graduate high school, I was at a loss for what was next in my life. I had really no true aspirations regarding the next phase. All I knew was that I loved you and I wanted to be with you at any cost. This turned out to be one of the greatest decisions of my life. It was by this one resolution, divine alignment began to happen for me. And although we struggled to find our way, I never doubted the gravity of that decision. It was you who led me to Christ, helped confirm the call and believed in what God was doing in me when no one else did. Without this, we would not be here today. Your beauty inspires me. Your support has strengthened me. Your passion has provoked me to love and good works. You are a constant reminder of God's love to me, and I love you dearly. And I'm forever grateful for all the wonderful people that have helped us over the years. I wouldn't change friend or foe for all have made us who we are today. My relationship with you, Karen, opened a relationship with Jesus that gave birth to our relationships with the family of Lake Church. And for this, I am blessed. Pastor Greg. I want the last one. And one more. I'm crying with all this stuff. Okay? Yeah, I can see. I'm going to have my very own spotlight. I remember the first time you got up to preach in our home church in Sand Springs. We were so excited, also so young and naive. When the time came to pray for people and I stood beside you, I thought I had died and went to heaven. My heart overflowed with joy. Little did I know that as the years passed, we walked through good times, bad times, tragedy, and bliss. That God's amazing grace would cause us to walk not just side by side, but as one. The day would come I would enjoy even deeper and greater love than I could ever imagine. This is what the Lord intended all the time, all along. That we would live and operate as one as he intended. Not that we have arrived, but simply we are witnesses of his glory, of his steadfast love and faithfulness, of his gracious ways, his majesty, his majesty. He truly gives beauty for ashes. He is good and does good. His mercy endures forever. I declare before my Lord and my God and before my church friends and the family that I am thankful for today. I'm thankful today. I'm thankful to God for the gift of my husband and my pastor. I declare I'm in love with my husband and Pastor Gregory Vincent Hurd, the single most kind, most gracious, most loving, and most wise man I have ever known. My single greatest joy after knowing the Lord is standing beside you to support and love you and take care of you all the days of my life. I thank God for the most beautiful and precious fam church family the world has ever known. Our staff pastors are the best and most precious as well as they have always went above and beyond in their love and support to us as pastors. And the Lord, and to the Lord, and to the vision God has given this house. Congratulations, Lake Church, on 15 amazing years. What a wild ride has been. Let's go. Too many more. Pastor Karen. So I know we want to, everybody wants to eat real quick, but now if you can't, if, if, if I, I hope you can come back tonight because we're going to do many more. We'll probably lay hands on everybody here. Amen. And we're going to do much more. Please bring your kids. Nursery zero up to college and career. Make sure they get in the meeting tonight. It's going to be a blast. But right now what I'd like to do, it'll just take a minute.
we'll get into the into the room. Pastors, would you would you come here? All the who are the who are the uh, I I don't know all your main staff. Uh, are they here too? Yeah, um, we're probably going to have to go over here. Hallelujah! You know, uh, where are the where are the, where are, the, where are the, the leaders of the church? I'm not sure where you are. If you're a staff uh, at the church, yeah, I don't know who you are. You better know who you are, Pastor Karen said. Yeah, is that it? Just one, Praise one guy. Lord. Praise the Lord. No, they're coming. This is a miracle you. church. Okay, they're coming. It's if you're a miracle on staff church anyway. here. The staff, the ladies. Is that right, Cindy? Uh, yeah. Do you want the staff? Is that what you want? Yeah, just uh, some of the. Yeah, some of. The, they're here. They're, they're probably they're coming. They're probably working. They're probably working. Okay. Yeah. Well, if they can come back tonight. That'd be great too. You think, we'll get who you, we you think can. your staff will be at church tonight? I tell you what, there are certain times and when things happen in your life, and there are people who will get visions. I know we met you with David E. My, what a great visionary he was. And you learned a lot from him and his wife, Sherry. I know that. And I also know that that uh, we need churches that are full gospel churches. And I know you can tell it's the vision of your heart to have the full gospel to our, our world. We don't hold anything back. We don't hide anything because we're afraid of someone else or what they'll think because we know it's the power of God, His Word, His demonstrations, His manifestations to, to sal for salvation in every part of our lives. Hallelujah. And at different times, that, that every church needs a visionary, every ministry needs a visionary. They're the ones that continually will work that vision, but everybody comes alongside and helps push that vision out. That's why I have several of our Shekinah Glory people here. We're not even a church, but boy, I'll tell you, we got so many, so many volunteers and people that stay close to us, we could open a church. You think we should do that? Okay, all right. Because we know our place. You have to know your place. And then work that place as much as you can. Not only that, in a 15-year reunion and a celebration, you just keep wanting to move on. And what is the one thing in the kingdom of God? I know that the Jesse Plant has asked, he asked the, the Lord asked him, do you know what one of the greatest things is in transition or moving on? He said, no. He said, advancement. We advance. The world may decline, but we advance. The world will decline. It's told that in the Bible. But we advance. We advance in prayer so we can help the world who's declining. And all the people that are being bombed and the people who are starving, and we're the ones who set that up in the spirit. We must. We advance in every vision and every dream. Like you can have a dream, and you guys had that dream between the two of you. And we call it a dream or a vision, but you guys had that between the two of you. you said, this is, and it starts to look like something, and all of a sudden, it looks like a local church. But it wasn't all of a sudden. It had been working there for a long, long time. So I want to have Lois and, and uh, uh, Ray, you can come too if you'd like, and we're going to lay hands on you. And this is what I'd like to do right now. I, um, hallelujah. Um, 
I need one of my helpers to come up here real quick. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Come here. And I hold my mic. I'm just going to do this right now because I feel led to do this this way. Um, if, uh, if I'm wrong, just bear with me and say, well, God bless her and help her. Hallelujah. Give me your hands. Give me all your hands. So put your hands. Just don't give me your hands. Give me your hands. Blood of the Holy Ghost with your glory. In Jesus' name. Blood of the Holy Ghost with your glory. In Jesus' name. I'm telling you. Blood of the Holy Ghost with your glory. In Jesus' name. And a fire in the wind. Blood of the Holy Ghost with your glory. Don't pray. Don't pray. Holy Ghost with your glory. Lois, would you come down and help me, please? And hallelujah. We're going to lay hands on the pastor and his wife, and I want the staff to help me. I said, I've laid hands on you, and I want that same anointing when I tell you. When I tell you. That same anointing. You can come around here if you'd like. Oh, my. Until he returns, until you have your last breath, we call in those that want to work and want to help. We call in those that need help, and they'll come together. So you can finish the dreams and desires and the visions that you've had. This is a serious, serious time. We are grateful to be here, Lord. We don't want anything that's our plan whatsoever. Only your plan, Lord. You said it was your plan that would be revealed in our day. Go this way. Go that way. Do this. Don't do this, son. Don't do this, daughter, just because everyone else is doing it. No, you follow me. And the increase on this church, oh, it's, it's advancing. On your congregation, on this church, in this body, on you two as individuals and every individual in this church. I saw a great, great, great anointing fall the glory cloud upon everybody here. <laughs> So the hand of God is upon you for good. Oh, and the good things God has planned will outdo that which any man could even understand. And as you walk forward in this hour and this day, his goodness and his mercy, oh, greatness, greatness of his great grace upon this place in this hour and this day. The manifestation of that will be seen in a measure. Oh, it's been good, but it's going to be better. And as you walk forward, remember the one who started you on this journey of faith. Remember the one who never gave up on you when others said it can't go that way. Remember him, for it will help to give you eyes to see what others say is not there. You will say, I know it is. I know I see it by faith, and I trust the one who can do what no man can do. 
So the hand of God is on you. The harvest must be reaped. And the cry of those who are searching, oh, your answer, the answer God will give you for them, oh, it will be complete. And it will cause people who are in rough situations to be turned around. And they'll know that it was God who did it because there was no other help to be found. But oh, the answer from heaven came as by obedience you walked forward and did what he said to do. And so one step at a time, one day at a time, all that is necessary will be fulfilled just like God wants you to. Thank you, Lord. gifts and anointings, everything they need. I lay hands in obedience to the word, whatever it is you need. Thank you for that anointing falling upon every person in this auditorium. Girls, put your hands on her feet right now. Boys, put your hands on their feet. Put their hands on their feet. The, where they walk is blessed. Beautiful feet. Step by step. Step by step. Prayer of the Holy Ghost. Stick your hand out here. Don't miss tonight. I made plans. Well, change them. Let's all sing it together. Come on, how great. 
Praise God. Amen. You can be seated just for a moment. I do want to give you an opportunity. We want to sow into this wonderful ministry. I have to tell you that in the early 90s is when Karen and I were exposed to this ministry and it's greatly enriched our lives. Two prophetic words were given to us at different times through this ministry, through Cindy in, in particular, that were absolutely life-changing and transforming. And when we invited them and Cindy called me, I was able to share with her how that this here is the culmination of a word from God that was spoken back in the 90s. And uh, we're walking in what God spoke beforehand. And we're just so grateful for that. So this is a ministry worth investing in, sowing seed into, and we want to give you that opportunity as well. So I'm going to just pray over the offering. Father, we just thank you so much for the impartation, for the impartation of your spirit through word, through worship. We're so grateful for it. May it forever be a part of this house, and we're so grateful for it, Father God. It's taking us to new levels in you. And we just release right now that anointing upon this entire congregation and those that called this place their home. We thank you that they'll walk away never the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You can, you can go ahead and take it up there as well. Praise the Lord. While you're receiving the offering, I don't have my... People forgot to give me some product, but I'm going to just tell you real quick just a couple things back there on the table so you'll be able to see, know what they are. There's a book back there. The title is Called Together. It's a book. I don't know if you uh, have you ever read it. Do you have it? Oh, I'll get it for you. Um, actually, Rick Renner did the Ford. Twenty dollars for prosperity for <laughs> <laughs> um, for the book and um, a lot of things I could tell you about that book. It's uh, been used in Bible schools and churches all around. Uh, different places throughout the world. It's in uh, uh, Iraq. Uh, I got a video of my thing uh, from the pastor in Iraq that, that she was just on the street there reading it. They were teaching it in their church and, and in the 1040 window they use it for their leadership. It's uh, uh, the power of knowing who you are, why you are here, and what you are made for. And I, I just highly encourage you. Thank, look at this. These guys. 
They hear something, they do something. Thank you. So I just, you want to join our there you go. It's, it's alive. It's alive. So uh, you can give, if there's somebody in here and you don't have that book and you'd like that book, uh, raise your hand and I'll have this gentleman right there take, give it to you. And you give it to that lady right there who's got the Lake Church on because I saw her first. And also, it is available on Amazon.com and the Kindle is supposed to be up any day. So uh, you can do that too if you'd like. And uh, this one, if you like, do you like that song, Call Me Redeemed? Call me redeemed. Well, this is the, the uh, CD that one is off of. And uh, by the blood, a, good, a lot of good songs. Well, for those of you, I just encourage you. Oh, these are some good songs on here. This one, though, favorites old and new. Um, this one has got from Rayma Camp Meeting, which, uh, different songs they've asked for, old and new. You know, old, new. Okay. Uh, all the way through. <laughs> No, all the way through is on here. Oh, joy and the Holy Ghost, band of believers, and then there it's also on one of the other ones. Okay, I'm going to give this to somebody. I'm looking for a kid who can't stay down. I'm looking for someone who. Oh, the, wait a minute. Are you a kid? You're not a kid. Uh, but that's all right. All right, I'll give that to her. Okay. This one's called Blessed Redeemer. Uh, this is really more hymns of praise and worship. Uh, Gosh, this is a good one. It's my desire. I worship you, Almighty God. I am redeemed. Yes, I know. Jesus' blood can make the vilest sinner clean. Some uh, Gaither songs, old uh, hymns. Because he lives, because she's an old her. Anyway, this one's our French CD. For those of you who don't have that, it's not tongues, it's French. Uh, we were, we've been in France for since 1989. We haven't been back in a few years, but it's part of our heart's desire. Go big, then go home. This is about all the, the heroes of faith and, and what all they had in common. They didn't start off strong. They became strong because they followed God's plan. This is a good teaching back there. And then uh, gathered, not scattered. Oh, I like this one too. The Holy Ghost takeover, improving your serve, and what is that smell? Those are the three on there. So anyway... I was just reading you a few of them. There's a lot more back there. Uh, there's, if you don't, if there's a particular song you're interested in, uh, yeah, US, thank you, the USBs. If you don't know what that is, ask someone oh, younger than you. Uh, and so uh, those are back there too. All the teachings on one, on music's on the other. Okay? Is that good? Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I look forward to tonight. How about you? Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I like to do this before, in every anniversary, I always, always say this. I thank the Lord, I thank you, and I thank my mentor and father in the faith, David E. Mai, who I stand on the shoulders of today, and I'm so grateful to have Sharon here with us. Amen. Amen. Grateful for the impartation. We wouldn't be here without them. Amen. I'm going to pray over the food. We've got food for you. We're going to have a party. We're going to have a good time. Amen. So, and then we'll see you back 6.30 tonight for a Holy Ghost blowout. Amen? Amen? Father, we just give you praise. We thank you so much that we're gathered together celebrating what you've done through this place and through the people that call it their home. And we just thank you, Father God, for blessing the food, for taking sickness and disease from the midst of us, and blessing our time of fellowship. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed. In Jesus' name. Amen.